Hey friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I am Frank. And we are here to discuss uh, episode 8 of Watchmen on HBO. Uh, this episode is called A God Walks Into a Bar or A God Walks Into a Bar. Um, beautifully done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just perfect double entendre. Uh yeah, this is a huge episode here. We are at the penultimate spot. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening with us. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, Frank and I have been absolutely loving Watchmen so far, and uh, we're so happy to get to talk about it with you. Um, so I guess today we want to talk a little bit about you know some non-spoiler thoughts before we get into the spoiler-heavy stuff, which is going to be pretty much the entire rest of this episode. Before I speak any further, uh, Frank, what'd you think? <sighs> They're like, I don't know, man. There's like no words. Like I, I'm this, this, this show, like, I was like, Oh, have you heard of it? <laughs> it's just like unbelievable. Um, I mean to talk non spoilers about this thing, like you'd have to at least watch last week. Like there's just no way, like you can't talk about this show in a, without any other context. Like if someone hadn't, been watching the show yet and was like oh how was Watchmen this week I'd be like I I can't I can't tell you because it's just unbelievable well to me like like, a word that like (laughs) is fitting is like is special like this to me yeah feels special like it's uh it's transcending the the different kind of tv that content that I watch and that like I'm kind of happy with these characters I'm happy with the performances I'm happy with the general format of the show i'm happy to revisit this and watch them play it out you know week to week whereas this like it's so much more than that (laughs) like you know it's there's the comic there's the level of acting talent that they have for this there's the incredible special effects that they have and then there's also this beautiful you know element of weaving in these beautiful sci-fi and uh you know fantasy elements that make it something new and also something very human. Watchmen always ties back to like these very emotional cores. Like I always find myself pretty rattled. Like the last episode seven, I was crying. Like I haven't cried from a superhero, anything in a long time. Like, do you feel a similar way? Maybe not the crying. Yeah. This, this, no, no, this particular episode actually got me. Um, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it's the human element, and I think that's even something uh, more so than even the comic book. I, I mean, obviously, seeing something portrayed on screen is is a little bit different, but um, just just the layers and the, and the care that they've taken uh, with this show to weave in the uh, the racial struggles um, from you know the, this basically hundred year period uh, in America and. Um, just the journeys that these characters have gone on and um, the, yeah, I mean, uh, the struggles, <laughs> the the trauma that they've all experienced. And um, it's just, it's just something else. And it, it's, to me, is must-see TV. I know it's probably not for everybody, um, but I, I'm so glad that, you know, I, thinking back to the fact that we got to the special uh preview episode at 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 new york comic-con like that that sold it for us then i mean i I think we probably would have checked it out on tv but like that that really elevated it for us and 
Um, it's it's hard to believe it's almost over. Um, I think we've been saying week to week, like, oh, you know, something big's gonna happen this week, and then there's gonna be fallout, and like right now, like it's all coming to a head in the the, the final episode. And I'm like, I think at the beginning when we were talking about this show. We both were kind of like, yeah, it might be kind of cool if they just do one and done. Now I'm like, man, I I don't know if I want to leave this universe. I feel like... Well, yes, I am married to these characters too. But but what I will say, though, is I I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, this episode to me, I like the reveals and I like the way that it kind of unfolded in different ways. Um, But I don't know if it was as fulfilling for me as seven was and i'm like i'm Mm. so excited to kind of talk about what i think this is going to do and kind of oh lastly i'll say i i'm enjoying that within the different um episodes of the series you do get kind of a feeling for each character that's being empath uh, emphasized uh in their own way Kind of like how like the my only analogy to this is like all the Marvel shows feel like Marvel, but like all the DC the DC shows feel a little bit different and director specific and like character mm-hmm. specific. So like the Watchmen episode, the excuse me, the Looking Glass episode, episode four of Watchmen feels very different from episode seven of Watchmen, which is very clearly about night of uh, Sister Night, and which feels mm-hmm. very differently from this episode. Do you feel a similar way? Yes, a hundred percent. And and I think there's a lot. Uh, it, it makes it feel kind of like a comic book in that way, and the original comic book because you had those kind of different perspectives. And um, and I, you know, I think Vite is a character that's maybe been uh, a little bit through each one, except I think he's not in six maybe at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, we get pretty much a story about one character for the most part um in each one of these episodes and i think that's why i'm like well how are they going to wrap up the plot in only one or or at least in 60 minutes you know like it's like if it's like 90 i'd be like okay i feel like i can get it but um because it's just it's been so much about character development and and the exposition and the detail and like just like the action is is great too but it I feel like we've been waiting for something big to happen, and it's. I guess that's that's the point, right? That's the point of the comic book. You're waiting for this big moment, and then it it happens, and then it's over. Yeah, it's um, quick. Um, okay, so I'm ready to dive in. Uh, let's get in on this thing. So we're going to talk about spoilers in three, two, one. All right, so friends, this is the Dr. Manhattan episode. Uh, you know, Dr. Manhattan is, is crucial to Watchmen. I don't think that you can have, I, you know, they've proven to us that you can have Watchmen without Night Owl, without Rorschach, without, you know, the Ozymandias that we know. But I think you don't really get to have Watchmen without Dr. Manhattan. And I think that they definitely knew that going in. And that's why this episode is so important. Yeah, I mean, and I think from the beginning with the comic book he is already a presence and and he's a a part of this universe and even in the show he was there um and we were speculating where he was going to be um obviously last week we find out that he's was hiding in plain sight all along and this um 
this episode, you know, I, I've I've only slowly made my way through the uh, reread of the comic, and I think the most recent one I read was, I think it's issue four or something, where it's pretty much him uh, going through all these events in and out of time, and you know, like right now I'm doing this, but also I'm here, and that's definitely the feeling that we have in this week. Um, you know, he's talking. It, talking to Angela for the first time they meet um, and at various other points throughout their history and um, it's non-linear storytelling but also like linear in a lot of ways and from from his perspective um, right but you, I, I this love... is a great way to show the Dr. Manhattan perspective like yes. of all the other ways that you do that like you watch the birth of Dr. Manhattan sequence in uh, the the film, and I think it's done as best as they possibly could do it. Thinking about it now, uh, you know, it it jumps around and it's not necessarily linear, but it's all really focused. You have the beautiful Philips glass music, and then you kind of have his, you know, his his, his, uh, his you know his coming into existence. Where here, I think they really focus more on the way he perceives time. In, in kind of a way that we can't really understand it, in that his first conversation with Angela is an inflection point for their entire relationship. And not even that, but you're going to see all the different points at which he's kind of crossing the these different thresholds of time um, within the episode. Uh, so it, it's super cool that, you know... They did this so nicely and chronologically for us to kind of absorb it. Um, that's different from the movie or the comic. Like, you don't start out at different times. I also love how, uh, and, and Yaya, he goes right into the speech. I'm, it's 1959. I'm in the Gaylor Flats, you know, place. I walk into the intrinsic yeah. field separator. Like, it's like almost as if Dr. Manhattan is kind of like this robot person in that, like, if you tell him the wrong time reference point, he's just going to mm -hmm. inflect on that point again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that bit. Like, that that went really far for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – and it's cool because they, they really only showed us um, this, this new history for him, right? Like, we – Yes. It's not like, oh, we're going to retread everything from the comic book. Like, that – uh, you know, would be cool to see on screen and to see, you know, stuff maybe with Lori or, or whatever from the original. But they 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 take us from uh, the last we saw him and what he's been up to. And so we've got all those gaps filled in and um, uh, just like it, it, even integrating with some of the older characters. Right. Like he's talking to to fight um, as he like. Uh, goes to the Antarctic uh, base and Karnak and, and they have this whole thing that sets off like the events of Adrian's story this whole season. We have yeah, a conversation we... with uh, Will that sets off his events this entire season. Um, it's it just everything that, that he did in that uh, first meeting in 2009 influenced the whole show. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we're even ready to get there yet. But I mean, okay, we're there. All right, the chicken and the eggness about this whole the show. And the egg. I mean, pre the eggs again, right? The eggs. The egg, yeah. we, we talked about that a few weeks ago. 
Yeah, the egg imagery is huge in the show. Uh, I also love that, you know, what we see in the beginning of the show is Angela separating the eggs, right? Yeah. So, like, she's separating the yolk from the white. She's separating, you know, the you know the african-american people and she's separating the white people in this in this world symbolically as we see it in the first episode and now we're seeing it in this way of maybe maybe the yoke is like the moments and maybe like the white is like the ethereal intangible element of time you know what i mean Mm. in that like Hmm. you're uh because be, only because it's her like that when you're um like both of those things together kind of represent the like the human experience right like it's moments like us playing at spotlight in 2000 in fall 2006 mixed in with a whole bunch of like me and you driving to spack a whole bunch of times and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. all these other different points and then so like that kind of represents that and then the chickens are like people Right, like so, like the different characters, the different people we're elementing with. Sure. So, who is it? Is it time? Is it people? Who is like? I'm even. I'm diving deeper on that one because like, the, there's so much egg imagery in this show. Like they they can't not want us to really deep dive here. What What do yeah. you think? Is it the chicken or the egg? We can. What do you think? I I mean, I think. I think, uh, oh, man, that, that that's that's really thought provoking. I might have to take that away with me. Um, but I mean, I, the I think the most interesting thing is just how like, like I, I was saying before, you can't really talk about the beginning of this episode without talking about the end, and and you can't really talk about the way things are revealed because he sees things that way. It's like, uh, you know, things from the the pilot uh, happening simultaneously here and. Um, uh yeah i mean they they may represent things that do i like your uh uh analogy to uh the culture of black and white um i think that's heavily in there um i like time stream i think that that makes a lot of sense too like um because he calls out moments but it's not like he's constantly like like experiencing every moment of his life like he's like revisiting certain specific things that are significant right yes you're seeing uh john osterman kind of flow through the experience of that conversation like all the inflection points it starts and it ends there like there's a lot of thought being put into the way that these episodes you've even said that like the way that these start episodes end and start like are very prominent right mm-hmm. uh so you know, here I think this is a classic one in that, you know, oh, I mean, we haven't even gotten to, like, the end part yet, but uh, I don't know. I, my hope is that the egg metaphor is that it's really more about the chickens, right? It's more about the people, right? It's more about the idea of, like, Will and Angela. Like, it was only in that moment Angela knew that Will was her grandfather and then she would have the opportunity to use Dr. Manhattan to speak to him. You know what I mean? Like, so like to me, like maybe that's the answer, like that they're like quietly giving us, but I could also understand like the other kind of way around it in that, like, you know, uh, you know, 
was it the idea of you know Angela meeting Dr. Manhattan for the first time and like never really understanding like the full implications of what tragedy meant like you know tragedy yeah. is a big fucking word here you know and and like you get there and we're literally watching what could be the you know end of the world as we know it like that's what's kind of different about I mean, this experience then watching the movie when we were younger and that you know that it's about some kind of cataclysm, whereas like this we don't understand or know what cataclysm that we're even looking at. We don't even know what the thing does yet. No, we don't. Yeah, you're you're right. Like, I, I, the thing, I'm, and I'm sure people felt that way about the comic when it first came out because at a certain point you don't you're, know yeah, what you're the, waiting. You're waiting for the end, but like the movie is an adaptation, so we knew kind of what to expect. Here again, we're uh, you know, it's all up in the air, and um, yeah, and it's like it makes me wonder why um, why Doctor Manhattan walks into that bar the first time, and like how did he know that this was going to be important, and like how the whole thing with the paradox, like neither yeah. party uh, uh, knew about Judd Crawford, but they both knew about Judd Crawford. Uh, it's just like it's so right. mind fucky. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. Okay. I want to talk about some of the other standout stuff of this episode because I thought that there was like other cool things. Like, I really liked the scene of Angela and Doctor Manhattan in the bar. Um. I thought that that was a cool way to do it. Like in that. I and I, and the thing I think you're maybe getting at is I really like the way that they portrayed the character of Doctor Manhattan. Um, because of the, of what we know about him, right? Like, and they show his, like his childhood and we see that he's a white man, uh, uh, that's an immigrant to the United States, but we never see his face, uh, when they originally meet, but like, we know by the inflection of his voice and everything that it's Yaya portraying him, right? Like, but eventually he actually yeah, does take on that. And it's it's kind of a really smart way to do it because otherwise they'd have to cast somebody else and then people can get confused and like I just well, I appreciate them, that they that saved did them that, the whole know? spoiler like that's their baby Yoda yeah. like they really kind of did this beautifully in that like you know yeah. what we're not casting Doctor Manhattan don't even worry about it like he's not here mm-hmm. don't worry about it it's fine yeah. you know like and then and then his portrayal is I mean it's pretty fucking great like it's if i thought that we were going to be getting more seasons of of us with yaya i'd be a little bit more excited i'm almost a little sad now because i i gotta say like he's he's really doing some cool acting here you know like he's using his voice to kind of portray this character but at the same time uh, when when you get to later in the episode, he's using his full body, and he really does inhabit that kind of, like, Dr. Manhattan, I don't even fucking know what the fuck I'm looking at kind of thing. Right. There are, like, so many versions and iterations of him throughout this episode. You have him in his original form, him that's uh, uh, in the first version of Cal uh, while he knows he's Dr. Manhattan, and there's the Cal that it doesn't know. Then he's uh, back at the end where he's blue again, and then he glows blue. And um, it's and I'm glad that we we actually got um, some, some of that. Glowiness. 
the glowing uh, the glowiness and that like at a certain point through the episode it's like oh, okay i do think we're gonna see what happened at the end of last week when she you know hits him with the hammer and, and pulls out the, the the device um yeah it, it is really really impressive work and um I guess I was a little unclear as to why um, Angela had like, like when they're in Saigon and they're I guess they're in Saigon and they're picking the the various bodies that he might occupy. Why did she not show him this one until the end? And that's like the one that he ends up picking. Do, was that clear to you? I think the idea was that she was trying to pick people who were like maybe more undesirable. You know what I mean? Like, people who may have not been missed. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To me, I, I agree. It was a little unclear. Or do you think it's a, a, a thing about race in that she picks these these other men and that, you know, she knows that because she can see Dr. Manhattan and I guess whatever his current state alludes to him being a white person or at least she knows he was a white man and that uh, for him to occupy... Uh, the body of a black man, maybe she, that's like what she wants because she's black, but maybe she's kind of hesitant because that's a good, that's a good point. You know, that's a good point. Um, uh, okay. No, no, you, you're probably right. Um, I want to talk about, uh, Adrian for a minute. Cause I think this was, oh, a big, yeah. this was a big Adrian episode. Um, again, Jeremy Irons is doing great work here. Uh, he's very good. I liked his disheveled 2009 look. Uh, and then I also love the jab at, uh, cultural, um, a- appropriation. I thought that was very funny and ties right <laughs> back into what, what you were just t- saying about. Um, I, what I don't know about and what I think is interesting is to give Vite a plan A that he didn't execute just doesn't seem good to me. Um, I think that they should have just called it plan B, you know, like, yeah, you know, like to me, like his plan A was pretty good. And like, it's so weird. Like how would Dr. Manhattan, you know, deal with this? And like, it's just a Techion pulse coming from Steve space. He wouldn't be able to know what's going on. How would this be a better plan A than what he did? Uh, but I'm okay with that. What do you think of the retcon of, of this site of, plan a or what some people are calling the t- the tunnel of love <laughs> uh yeah you're right i mean i i think they could have he could just been like my original plan but i thought it was not good like it didn't have to be a plan a because plan a implies it's a better plan right and that <laughs> he tries it and it and he fails he just didn't do it right right or he just like it didn't seem like he actually had the opportunity um i don't know i you're right i i appreciate that he did this and he had this thing created and it, it works because of course he created something like this like why not um but yeah it should have just been his plan b like oh yeah i thought maybe if i couldn't blow you up i'd be able to control you right like right um, um and, and that and that seems very fair and then i okay so then how do you like the deal of deals like they're gonna go and kind of take each other's fates that they've created for each other um and go and live on you know like so dr manhattan's gonna be mortal and ozymandias is gonna be immortal Whew. like what do you uh, what do you it's, think it's brilliant i love it um it it explains everything for the for for one thing it's like we understand why 
Adrian is where he is. We understand why uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan Cal is where he is for finally, you know, like it all comes clear because they made this deal. And of course, like they, they've been living in this uh, state of like unhappiness for the past 35 years. Right. Or whatever it was. And, and they're ready for something new. And um, they both think the grass is greener on the other side. And uh, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily um, not better for Dr. Manhattan, but obviously he knows that it's inevitably going to end. Um, I think for Adrian, he's he probably doesn't realize what he's maybe getting himself into. Um, let me ask you this: Did you uh, did you stay through and watch the post credit scene? Of course I did. Okay, um, good. Yes. <laughs> uh, fucking a for a great post credit scene executed perfectly. Um, really nice stuff. Uh, you definitely feel, you know, the tension escalating. And like, once you hear his kind of voice cut in, you're like, what the, what the fuck is going on now again? I Uh, know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I love that the, the game warden is like the original, uh, Adam for lack of a better name, um, that he created. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting to me that they chose Europa for Doctor Manhattan to go to and then create like humans. Yeah, you know, to serve him. What was he gonna do? Like, he's not really like a Batman guy where he's like scheming. You know, like Doctor Manhattan, like he's like hanging out and doing stuff in the base, in the book, and in the movie mm-hmm. in a different degree, but. He's not like a he's not like a long game worker on her kind of guy, you know. He is in the long game already. You know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know about that one. The I love the sequence of him on Europa. I thought that was very cool. And maybe a, a shout out to two thousand and ten, which is the sequel to two thousand and one with Roy Scheider. Mm-hmm. Um which is a very silly movie about how they give the uh you know the higher consciousness the star child europa but we'll see um Uh yeah yeah um i i think it's cool that they they finally explained how he uh he did all that and who he based those uh clones off of or whatever they i mean they're real people i suppose um and uh the whole thing with the horseshoe um is a callback to the pilot with Um, when he uh, the the butler Mr. Phillips gives him the horseshoe accidentally because their brains are broken and but here it's done purposefully as obviously some sort of tool for him to get out I guess right yeah gotta um, be something to help him escape yeah and so and the other thing is that it seems like this was the seventh anniversary right so Ooh, I didn't count the candles. It said seven. I think it I think it was seven. So that would make it twenty sixteen and then maybe it takes three years to get back. Yeah, that can make sense. Or or we don't know if, if he truly is the no, the thing good. that crash lands, um maybe like a year has passed, like who however long it took to build the millennium clock, we don't know. Um No, it's at nah, that's good. Um yeah. I, I'm gonna give you that. Alright, so I want to talk about the last scene here. I think the last scene is probably the most fun. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's an action sequence taking place after we've resurrected Dr. Manhattan uh, back on Earth. Uh, and it's just, it's just like joy, you know, like the, while he's around, like he's walking on the pool, he's glowing, he's floating, (laughs) he's making cereal. (laughs) He teleports his children away. (laughs) You know, like he's doing all this really great stuff, which also implies that Will's still alive. So maybe I'm wrong on this. Uh, about the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so I, I, I just want to talk about the end here. So it looks like they had a Tekion cannon, which transports Dr. Manhattan someplace from the teaser stinger for next week. We can see he's in it. Um, yeah. And we know that this thing didn't just outright kill him. Like we knew that like this was the tragedy or at least the beginning of the tragedy, but it's not like he's dead. So Dr. Manhattan, he's a puppet who can see the strings um, this is a crazy conundrum to me. It's a it's a pretty good paradox, similar to the one that we've been dealing with maybe for the whole season. Um, Doctor Manhattan can see his own death theoretically. Uh, theoretically, why is he returning to meet that own death? And like, what are they trying to say about that? Do you think he's gonna die? Do you think that's what it's about? Do you think that his inevitability bullshit is is what they're going after here in that kind of bleak ending? Like, what are you, what are they trying to say? Um, I think it has more to do with the like the actual plot. Um, <laughs> in that uh, Keen and his Seventh uh, Cavalry, they want to uh, basically take his powers and because they even talk about that, how, uh, or Dr. Manhattan talks about how, yes, he could take his, his powers and put it in an egg and she could eat it and become him in a way. So that I think the idea is that he wants to do this or he's willing to do this because it's going to lead to some sort of, uh, maybe I guess something as big as what happened at the end of the comic book. Like, um, some sort of realization or something that's going to impact the world in a significant way. Maybe the death of Dr. Manhattan will actually like bring people back together or, um, or it, it somehow it will stop the impending threat. Um, I don't know. I think it has more to do with that and that he feels like he's got this purpose that he needs to fulfill. And it's not that he's just willing to die. I think he's doing it for a reason. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, and, like, I could also see uh, Dr. Manhattan wanting to die. Hmm. You know, like, at this point, like, in a similar way that kind of Adrian wants to kind of die, but in a more, like, comfortable way. Like, so Adrian's got three million people on his head he's thinking about every day. How many people does Dr. Manhattan have from Vietnam that he thinks about all the time? True. You know, and, like... It just seemed to me like he wanted to, he doesn't want to participate anymore, you know? Like, I also would have liked, and like, this is my major criticism of, of this episode. Here's my, my thing. I really would have liked a why. We don't get it. We do get a lot of whys from Dr. Manhattan in the movie and in the book from things because you're getting a lot from his perspective. And I don't know if they necessarily made that case for why he would want to be a human again. Like, I could really go for, like, I mean, even, like, a three-minute sequence where he's, like, you know, 
to me like a moment lasts you know 10 years a second is you know 100 and a minute is a millennium like talk about how like he experiences time differently and how he wants a reprieve from that and he wants to just be human again it didn't seem to me like they made that case enough of why he was done being kind of dr manhattan and like what he had seen or the implications from being dr manhattan had had on his life that he would want to give it up because it's like you need super you need in superman 2 you need to see you know kind of how much lois loves him and kind of where his relationship is with lois for him ultimately to say all right you know what i don't want to be superman anymore and then he goes back, you know, and then we see that he ultimately has to be Superman again because, you know, the fate of the world is at, at stake. It's it's larger. It gets higher stakes. They never change the stakes for Dr. Manhattan. It just feels like he's kind of going through the motions again. Well, I mean, I think you literally just said it. I think he uh, – he the world needs him to be Dr. Manhattan again. And if that means he uh, was able to take – some time and lay low and actually be in love with this woman, Angela, and have this time and this life that they were able to enjoy, um, but ultimately will end in tragedy because he needs to make the, the great sacrifice. I think that was like a way for him to spend the, that those 10 years because he, he realized like there's nothing else he could do during that time that would um, prevent it from coming. So why not, you know, experience it with love and with a family yeah but they don't say it right (laughs) but maybe i mean it's not over yet right like maybe uh, we're gonna have another uh, i mean okay we need to have a scene with him and angela we need to have a scene with him and laurie um we need to have another scene with him and adrian like all these all the scenes that we've seen so far are from the past and like we need present day like final final stuff like unless it's like you know we're going to keep going because people seem to like it yeah man um okay so you know we see this really fantastic action scene where he's blowing up people's heads and you know stopping bullets and doing all this really cool shit and then he gets blasted with a techion cannon and uh, it looks like he's teleported someplace he does not want to go. Yeah. And my guess is he's going to the Cyclops headquarters. Uh, I mean, That's I, I, like... I, now we're like at a point where like I want to see the resolution. You know, because you know it, it, there there's so many balls in the air. <laughs> <laughs> there, there really are, and that—that's what I was—I've been saying. It, uh, and I'm appreciative that we got this episode um, because it was so good and so interesting. And I'm appreciative that we got the the Hood of Justice episode because it was so good and it fleshed out all this backstory for him. But like, there's just so much else going on that I just don't know how it's going to get resolved in one episode so satisfyingly in order to hit all the 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 nails on the head but like why not like why not like have you know the reason for angela and dr manhattan's relationship like more or less explained like i would have loved to see where it's like listen like you've experienced more trauma and pain like than any other human you know on planet earth 
and like I need to be with you for this reason. Like I don't know if I necessarily bought the moment that Doctor Manhattan says to Angela at the end, where he's like, "This is where I fall in love with you." Where she's like scrounging in the closet. Like, did you buy that? Like that to me, that fell a little flat. Uh, to me, it wasn't necessarily like honestly the the moment to me that got me more emotional was like right after where like they fight through everybody and everything seems fine because like we know in the back of our heads that it's going to end in a tragedy. And I'm like, they have this moment of reprieve and I'm like, that's when it got me. Cause I was like, no, I don't want to see him go. This is like this character that is so important to this universe. And, um, and to see, to see her reaction is where it got me. And, to me, that maybe would have been a better moment. It's like, wow, that could have been when they fell in love. But uh, and no, the whole thing is is hard to wrap your brain around anyway because of time. Um, All right. So, listen, guys. Uh, we have one episode left. Um, it's crazy. Uh, but it's been amazing to do this Watchmen experience with you. Um, on our podcast, uh, we're also covering a just a teeny-weeny little show called The Mandalorian. Uh, airing on this Know Nothing st- streaming service called Disney Plus. Uh, listen, we hope that you're tuning in to that. You know, if you like Watchmen, I'm certain you're going to love Mandalorian. Uh, you can listen to us, check us out over there. Uh, we're also thinking of dropping an episode for some of the trailers that have been coming out for the past week that are set to air in front of the last uh, Rise of Skywalker, excuse me. Um, if anyone has any, uh, you know, requests to throw in for the trailers, let us know. Um, and thank you so much. Frank, where can the people find us? You can find us online at longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform of your choice. Um, and with that, we hope that you leave us a rating and review. Uh, this this show is just fantastic. And, and you know what? As we're approaching the end of 2019, thanks to everybody. Um, we, we've had more episodes this year than we ever had. Obviously, these, these uh, fantastic tev- television shows are attributing to that. But we really appreciate you guys for tuning in every week or however often we get to post these. Um, and it's just been a fun ride. So anything else for you, buddy? Uh, come to the open Ugly Sweater open mic uh, December Thursday, December 19th. Sign up at 6.30, show at 7.00. At Hudson Coffee in Hoboken, uh, we're going to be having a really cool uh, open mic experience, um, and uh, we'd love you to come. You know, open for everybody from poets to you know artists and writers and dancers to comedians, singers, songwriters, uh, you name it. Come on down and hang out. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.